Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And in today's episode, we want to talk about The Fly, the original 1958 version, not the 1986 Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis disaster. Disaster. Um, <laughs> so uh, this one stars Patricia Owens and Vincent Price. This is the one where the scientist is working on a teleportation machine where one's atoms get all dissolved and sort of, I don't know really how it works, but much like the Star Trek teleporter, uh, your atoms get all scrambled up and then you get disassembled and then you get reassembled in your landing zone. So he has these two booths, glass, you know, rectangular booths, and he stands in one and then he hits the button and he teleports to the other one. But unfortunately, a little fly gets in. He doesn't realize that a fly has gotten into the teleporter, into the booth. And so when he hits the button and he teleports, his atoms get all scrambled up with the flies. And when he winds up on the other side, he's got the head of a fly and the left arm of a fly. And the fly now has his head, has a human head and a human arm and hand. And that's basically the premise of the film. His wife uh, is, you know, not really sure what's going on. He's spending too much time down in the laboratory eventually. And he walks around with a hood covering his, his head. And eventually there's a scene where, much like the, in the scene uh, Phantom of the Opera, the original Phantom of the Opera, where, uh, what's her name, Mary Philbin takes the, the mask off of Lon Chaney Sr. and, you know, to reveal his disfigured face. And a similar scene happens in this movie where Patricia Owens takes the hood off and then she sees this really creepy fly head, you know, and starts screaming. And what's really cool is you see it from his perspective where it's like the kaleidoscope, you know, because flies have supposedly have multiple eyes, right? Isn't that the deal with yeah, a fly? Yeah, it's so. like how people imagine it. But anyway, we just wanted to talk about this one specific line that we always have joked about and thought was like weird. So there's this part in the movie where somebody says the murderous brain of the fly was the full line. I can't remember the full line, but it's not in the original Fly. It's actually, it's a line from the sequel. Oh, okay. The Fly 2. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Return of the Fly. Or I think it's Return of the Fly. And Vincent Price says, you know, oh, you don't want to continue with those experiments. I guess in the sequel, uh, the scientist's son is continuing the experiments. Uh, Vincent Price is his uncle. Vincent Price is the, the brother of Patricia Owens' character. And so he's not the fly or he's not, you know, he's just kind of like a supportive character in these movies. But he tells his nephew, you know, don't continue with these experiments because same thing happened to you, happened to your dad, and then you'll wind up with the murderous brain of the fly. <laughs> Which we, yeah, okay, so we always wondered, like, what does that even mean? Because it sounds good, like, poetic when he says it, you know, but... Everybody knows that flies are not aggressive, you know, it's not like a bee or a spider or something like that. A fly is just like a fly, so it's just funny how they try and make it sound sinister when it's really not. No, I mean, and it's even more uh, ridiculous than that, because if we go back to the original fly, you know, lots of things happen in this movie, which are worth mentioning, especially the, the ending scene where the fly, the fly with the human head is caught in the spider's web and he's like, help me which is really disturbing, and the, the spider's about to eat him. And then the inspector just throws a rock on the whole thing and kills the spider and the fly, which parallels what happened to the scientist because the scientist decided to kill himself, and he uses a hydraulic press. 
Mm. And his wife presses the button, and so basically that's how he dies. He dies by just getting he can't, squished. He can't just shoot himself or something. <laughs> Why well, because he has him? the murderer's brain of the fly. <laughs> so the whole premise of the film is that she's being accused of murdering her husband. And so oh, okay. most of the movie is a flashback. And then she's, you know, in the end, Vincent Price character says to the inspector, well, you just killed a fly with a human head. And if she murdered her husband, then she killed a human with a fly head. So isn't that the same thing? You both should be charged with murder. So, so the whole thing comes full circle in this sort of parallelism. And, you know, like I said, those are the choice moments in the film. But going back to this murderous brain of the fly, so one of the things that's weird is that, okay, even though the scientist has the fly head, he still has his human wits about him. So he's he can't talk because he doesn't have vocal cords, but he's still a thinking, conscious, rational human, even though he has a fly head. And it seems that his left arm represents of course, it has to be the left arm, represents <laughs> the, the negative aspects of the insect because he can't control his left arm. He always tries to hold his left arm down because it's almost like the left arm has a mind of its own, yeah. But which is weird because, well, you do have the fly's head. If you're going to have the mind of its own, it should be in the head of the fly, right? Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, you were saying how even though they switched heads, they retained their own brains, but then it gets even more complicated because then they... Apparently, their brains start to morph to match their heads, like, over time. Right, yeah. So it's said at some point, I think maybe by the scientist, but the, uh, so, so the little fly with the human head is still a fly. Like, it doesn't, it's not doing, trying to be human. It's just flying around doing things that flies do. But it can talk. That's why at the end he says, help me. Uh, so he does have the vocal cords of a human. I don't know what the the left arm of a human on a fly would even do. So just forget about that. Just grab things, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but um, that's just like an impediment, really. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's suggested that the longer the scientist has the fly head, the more likely it is that he will eventually lose all of his humanity and then just become like a walking insect. And that's his main concern because he's concerned about the safety of his family. So from that standpoint, I guess... The murderer's brain of the fly does does apply. Yeah, well, it gets kind of, I don't know, like, it's weird because I wouldn't say it's, like, murderous. It's just more, like, primitive. But um, kind of, like, it's interesting because even though it's so chintzy on the surface, it leads to a bigger philosophical thing throughout horror movies of whether the brain will succumb to the body around it, I guess, because... Like in the, you know, in the House of Frankenstein thing we did where Ullman and Strauss uh, are getting their brains like swapped around. The thought in that was that the guy whose head gets put into the Frankenstein body, his brain will succumb to the, I don't know, the primitive nature of the Frankenstein body. And that goes into modern movies too, because I know there's this movie called Tusk that's only like, like not even 10 years old, where a guy gets, it's like Island of Dr. Moreau, where he... He does, like, endless surgeries to make people look like animals. So in this movie, Tusk, the guy gets operated on to look like a walrus. And then, spoiler, I guess, at the end of the movie, even though his brain hasn't been changed, his brain apparently, in this, morphs to become walrus-like, so he forgets that he was human. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stories that have this theme. Um, I remember there was a comic book once that I had when I was a kid where uh, a guy is stranded on an island and there's nothing to eat. Uh, he sees these ants and in his mind, 
they're forming, um, they move in such a way where they write out a sentence. The ants like are just, they just sort of move like the way a marching band would on a football field. And the sentence says, eat us. <laughs> so the guy winds up eating the ants. And then in the last scene, these people come to rescue him on the island and he's basically become an ant. You know, he's a giant ant. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, like I said, it's, it's a theme that has been used a lot. So I guess from that standpoint, Murderous Brain of the Fly does apply. But I just, like Allison said, I don't think flies are murderous. I think it would just be the nature of the fly. You, you know, you'll, yeah. you'll wind up just becoming a big human walking fly, and, and that's basically it. Yeah, because if flies were aggressive, we'd all be screwed. Even though they say horse flies do bite people, but, you know. <laughs> anyway, that's our take on the fly. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.